Good, whatever time of the day it is you are listening. This is the PNA Podcast Express. This is going to be the Wednesday edition. Is that correct? Wednesday edition? Wednesday. Wednesday edition. We're coming to you live from the uh, the old Blue Water Inn here in the 469, the Blue Water Sports Bar. Sorry, Blue Water Sports Bar. It used to be the Blue Water Inn way back when. Blue Water Sports Bar. Yeah, those People of still us who know are it old. Both. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. We're having a great time here tonight and uh, recording episodes and just kind of rehashing everything that's happened over the long four-day Thanksgiving holiday weekend because it is Sunday night, full disclosure. Junior's yes. bringing us another beer. Well, Cowboy's sitting here Junior. with us right now, but he's on the phone, and he'll he'll join us in a few minutes. Huh? Junior is a good dude. Yeah. Uh, Solid dude my there. My buddy said he loves you guys. Oh, well, tell, him, tell your buddy we love him, too. We love, they love you, too. So if you get up here, you might even be able to get on the mic with us. Yeah. You want the small or the big one? The, the half one. I'm on the mic as soon as I get hang up with you. Yeah, and you can double up on the onions and jalapenos would be awesome. Uh, Junior, pretzel dicks. All right. See you pretzel then. dicks. Pretzel dicks. Sour Not- cream and sour cream and salsa too, please. All the hot sauce you got. Bring me a gallon jug. Here we go. Well, here's a... That was li- Our food orders are always live on the podcast. I enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> Okay, my mic's live. People are probably like, how does your colon withstand all of that? Well, one of my buddies yeah. from my veterans group uh-huh. says he loved you guys and you were the greatest thing. Was he on here when we did the interview with the No, that was, he's... Um, okay, so he hasn't been on before. No. Oh, well, that'd be awesome then. Yeah. Well, he's had issues because of his wife, you know, they're divorced and... right. She knew every day that, it, you know, like every month, we have a meeting. Yeah. And she made sure that he could not make this meeting once a month. So, she it, wait, she went out of her way to make sure that he would not be at the meeting then? Yes. What was her motivation for that? They're divorced. Well, that's just a, well, as Alabama would Dan, Dan would say, she's a cunt. Yes. But she I don't want to go sewing factory. Right? I did not want to go there, but, but I, will. I can. I can. Yeah. Yes, you can. Kind of like Walt, uh, Jeff Dunham. I can't talk about it, but I can. That's right. And he goes to one of his puppets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're our own puppets. Yeah. We- no, he's a he's a great guy. He is he coming up here? Yes, he oh, awesome. is. Awesome. I told him, you can get on the mic with us. He goes, ah. And I went, ah, bitch, please. Well, here's how we do it. Here's how we here's how we handle this situation. I think Adam will agree. The first thing we do is get him to just put on the headphones. And you get him to sit by the microphone. Well, and, that's- and you start, you start draw, Adam, you start drawing them in, right? You start drawing them into the conversation. Yeah. And next thing you know, you can tell they want to say something, and you just go. Yeah. That's what you guys did to me. I yeah. just, I, I just wanted that's what we do, though, right, Adam? Yeah. It's tried, I, I tested, was, and true. I was sitting there, quiet. I was listening, and you pointed at me. I'm like, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the inappropriate touching doesn't start until, like, the fifth podcast. Yeah, usually you're, you're yeah, usually about the, well, five, I think, five to nine. Typically I think the five this, to nine range. I think this is your fifth podcast. So, yeah, we're going <laughs> to. It's been two years. Don't tease me. You're, you might have Adam groping your thigh pretty soon here. Well, I'm sitting way over here. You're going to have to handle that, Phil. <laughs> There's another, there's another mic by you. There, that is true. That is true. We had Jesse to sit down there. Maybe she'll do it for us. There we go. She's been on the podcast before. We can yeah. get Dylan's old lady. Who's Dylan's old lady? Right there. She's oh, been oh, on yeah, here yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. She's Let been me go on get her. Too. Can I go get her? You can ask if she wants to be All on right, right yeah. now. Give me a second. That would give us a reason to play that other music randomly. Right. Oh boy! Well, you'll have that on these bigger jobs. So, so we've covered a lot of shit. We have uh, organically. We have. So Thursday, what what did you do for Thanksgiving on Thursday? We went to my sister's house. I originally had plans, but of course I am blocked, and that person's no longer talking to me. So I had to make other plans. So, so I went to her mother's house instead. Yeah, and which boy, was that's, better? That's going what over a step like a up. fart in church. Yeah. What a step up, though, for you. But I'm not communicating with that person any longer, and have not for it's gone on. This is day number eleven, by the way. Nice. You've right. been better. It's pretty for fucking it. solid, isn't it? You've been better for. I it. had a great time at uh, Thanksgiving over at her house. Thank you, Jeff and Brenda, for inviting me over. Um, they, Jeff, now works with my aunt. 
Jill. Um, and so they're like, why don't you invite her over? So she came over too. So my Aunt Jill was there. And uh, it was a beautiful day. It was almost 60 degrees. We stepped outside and we played cornhole for about two and a half hours in the afternoon, which was lovely. And uh, I had some beers. And then uh, I had to leave there to get home to have JB and Ashley pick me up to head down to Ford Field. So yeah. And we'll continue that saga at a later time in the podcast because I have lots of things to talk about with that. Oh, yeah. Good game. Didn't oh, end right. the way I'd hoped it would. But, no, you know, I, I good was hoping Ubley would come out on top, absolutely. Yeah, me too. Well, too, like usual, I stroke out. I can't get either one of them. Really? Yeah. Neither, neither one of them wanted to come on the podcast right now? Well, look who you're sitting with. Oh, is it Adam? Not, not one of them. That's all I know. Oh, Adam, are you the problem? No, or is it me? Am I the problem? Um, yeah, probably. Well, Jesus Christ. You know, I am a redneck, which intimidates a lot of women. <laughs> is it, yes. I don't have a thesaurus, but does intimidate mean turn off? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> I'm just it does. Does intimidate mean turn off? Ah, boy. I just didn't want to say it aloud. Yeah, it's okay. You can, we, can, we can speak truths here on the old podcast. That's what the podcast is here for, right? I mean, Adam airs, yes. airs his dirty laundry all the time on this thing. I mean, he Adam ins- constantly dumps out his purse, airs his dirty laundry, gives his gripes, and just plays my <laughs> horn. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that is I you. love that horn. I do, too. Any gear grinds, Adam? I ha- we didn't go you over know, it last podcast. It's hard for me because I, I just don't have a lot right now. Over All in all, yeah, I'm doing pretty well, too. I don't really have a gear grind. I have a, a rant I'm going to go on at some point, but probably not this moment. you have any gear grinds right now? I'm not sure what you call a gear grind. Just something what that's stuck you in off? your craw, yeah. pissing you off, yeah. Oh, something I got, random. I got a, quite a few of them. Well, just give us one for right now. Can I go dark? Absolutely. You can, yeah. That's what gear grinds are for. Okay. When my wife first got diagnosed with cancer, they're like, oh, don't worry about this. We got this. She's stage one, a few chemo treatments, some radiation. You'll be out of here. Yeah. I buried my wife in April. And when did this diagnosis happen? Um, 2020. So I spent two years watching my wife wither away to nothing. And they initially said, it's no big deal, it'll be fine. Yes. When did they start reneging on that and realize that it was not going to be fine? Um, 2021. So it took them a f- almost a full year? No, it took them from, uh, what was it, June, July to February. And then they realized things are not going to be okay. Well, they wouldn't even tell us. They didn't tell us, and I'm talking to them, I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? Right. I'm like, what stage is my wife? And the guy go, I had to force him to tell me my wife with stage four cancer that it could not be treated because the tumor was immune to radiation. What the hell is immune to radiation? Uh, Besides cockroaches, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently she had a cockroach in her ass. Huh. You know, my mom got, uh, before she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, she was having a ton of stomach problems, and she goes into the doctor, and I will, I will let the doctor remain nameless. But she goes into him, and he's like, "Well, you've got pancreatitis. You've got to go on like a bland diet." So yeah. she was, she was eating like, you know, chicken broth every day, and that's it. So she goes on this bland diet for three months. It's getting worse. She goes back. She's like, "What the hell is going on?" I'm worse. I'm not getting any better. And he goes, well, we should maybe try this for another three months. So when she came back from that doctor's appointment, my siblings and I had a conversation with her that you need to get somewhere else. Stop going to this guy. He's old. He's stupid. Get somewhere else. So she goes to another doctor, and the doctor didn't even do all the tests. He He's just like, listen to her stomach, you know, everything like that. Got all her symptoms. He's like, we're going to do a test because I'm afraid this is pancreatic cancer, not pancreatitis. And uh, it was, you know, and, and at that point, they found out it was non-surgical. They couldn't do surgery on it by about a month. So had that jackass actually tested her, right? she'd probably still be here today. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it, the medical community is terrible. Well, my wife originally went in and... 
she went to her doctor because she had hemorrhoids. No big deal. I mean, a lot of people have hemorrhoids. You know, they have hemorrhoid issues. A lot of women have it after childbirth. You know, I'm like, okay. But all of a sudden, they went in, and they're like, she goes in to see the doctor about her hemorrhoids. Next thing I know, they're taking her gallbladder out. I'm like, what the f- does this have to do with, you know, your her hemorrhoids? Anything. Yeah. Well, then she goes in for her hemorrhoids. And the doctor pulls me in, and he's like, you know, he's talking to me about, you know, the consistency and everything. And he goes, but we're going to send it off. And I couldn't tell her at the time that it might be cancer because my wife, you know, she was, she would have thought down about everything, you know. And I wasn't going to put her through it because I've gone through three cancer scares myself. And I'm not one, I mean... I'm not one that scares easy. Right. I mean, there's a tornado warning. My family's in the freaking, goes over to my neighbor's house or at the fire station, and I'm playing my PS3 going, dude, I'm kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got no distractions. But yet, you know, I didn't want that for her. I didn't want that worry. And when she went in to see the doctor, I wanted to go with her because I knew what he was going to say. She's like, no, I got this. You can just sit in the waiting room. And when she walked out, you know, she's got, you know, she's telling me that she's got cancer. And, you know, here I am wondering, you know, after five combat tours, I have been during Desert Storm. You know, we had the burning oil wells. We were experimented on. I'd have some guy spray my arms down, and I'd have to fill out a survey. Does it burn? How do you feel? You know, all this crap. You know, and then I find out that they gave us 10 times the normal amount of inoculations that they were supposed to give us. And we had to fill out surveys on that. You know, and... It was just one thing after another. I mean, I've had seven tumors removed off me. Wow. They're all benign. Hmm. But my wife has one hemorrhoid surgery, and she dies of stage four cancer. You know, she actually got mad for a little bit, and justifiably, you know. That I'm the one that didn't, you know, that didn't have a stage four cancer. You know, she's been through me, with me through, you know, like I said, three cancer scares. Yeah. You know, five tumors that had been removed off me, you know, and she, every time, you know, that I had one removed, you know, it was like, okay, is this cancer, you know? And everyone had been benign. And one surgery, and she's dying of stage four. Can- you know, she dies of stage four cancer. Right, right. That that's like that's a similar story in life for a lot of people, though. I feel like, like, yeah, it's not fair. It's never fair. But no, not at all. But you don't know. Only a few people, mm-hmm. and no offense to you too. You know, I used to. I was one of them guys that was, because of my PTSD, was very vindictive. Mm-hmm. And I used to laugh when I hear someone that I hated died. Right? Uh, no, I mean, yeah. I would laugh with pleasure in that. But then I did not realize that how the spouse feel, felt. Right. Well, that's and a good, that's a valid point, yeah. And then when I became that spouse. Yeah. I mean, even the day of my wife's um, funeral, I'm sitting here, you know, the night before, I'm like, God, I'm going to have to pull my mother-in-law away from her daughter because, you know, that's her only child. Right. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking that, and it was just the opposite. She had to pull me away because 
I didn't want to leave my best friend. Right. And how long were you married for? 27 years. That would be tough. Plus, we had been friends since we were 15. Right. She died at 52. No, wait a minute. Yeah, she died at 52, because I just turned 53. So we'd been friends most of my life. Right. And, you know, to lose that, you know, everyone's like, you know, I've, I've met, I've talked to other guys about this, you know, and it's weird because it's kind of like, a, a, you know, that select few mm-hmm. club. And it's not a good club to be in. Right. It's, it'd be hard to know. Like, how, how could you know? As, as you said, the weird stages you went through, like thinking um, your mother-in-law, you'd have to be the one to, to separate her, and she would deal with it so difficult. But yet, you were the one that felt it more. It, you don't know. No one ever knows until they're in that situation or close. And that's what you're even hearkening to and talking about right now, like, we all deal with grief differently, and, and and sometimes things will happen, as you said, like somebody would die that was, like, say, an adversary or somebody you didn't care for, and I mean, you'd just be like, well, that's it is what it is. But all of a sudden, when you go through something like this, your your empathy changes a little bit. You, yeah, it You does. learn a little something, yeah. And I can see that. You know, I've, I've known people that, you know, their wife has passed. Yeah. And, you know, they're, you know, before me or after me, you know, you know, the ones after me, I'm trying to help them. Yeah. The ones before me are, you know, they're like, dude, wait till your birthday. Yeah. It's a stupid day. Right. It's not a holiday. No. It's not your kid's birthday, their first one. It's your day. Your day. Right. Because in my family, your birthday was whatever you did, you know. Your birthday was your day. Mm -hmm. You know, like with the kids in school, Friday or Saturday, you know, Saturday Mm -hmm. or Sunday, they could pick as their day. Right. And even though my birthday was my day, we would always do... You'd share it. You'd share it. Yeah, we'd share it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this year is my first year without her. Right. So, you know... I went over to the her gravesite. We sat down. We talked. I cried my ass off. And you know, I try. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm supposed to do this without her. Right. And I've I've heard that. You know, um, just like uh, my ex-wife lost both of her parents and uh, said something similar. Just like it was tough when things that you wouldn't think would hit difficult, like when Mother's Day rolls around and everything else. You know, it's tough. It's tough to deal with. You don't know until you're there. Yeah. Hey, do yeah, me for a sure. favor. Yeah. Look at that bitch and tell him to sit down. Sit down. Put on the headphones. You don't have to talk, but just listen. To who, him or you? You. No, don't listen to him. I was going to say, I listen to you guys every day. We appreciate that. No, it's caught on the chair. <laughs> just put the headphone on. <laughs> There we go, getting a directive over here. This is one of your favorite podcast listeners. Well, I appreciate that. I don't. You're muted right now on your microphone. If you want to oh. talk, let us know. Nope, now you're not muted anymore. Turn on his mic because this bitch <laughs> well, is going to talk. He can hear us in his ears, so there we go. So we were just talking about some pretty heavy stuff, but yeah, you're right, though. Going through like your first Thanksgiving without your, without your wife. Um, I, did, I didn't mean to make this a dark situation. That's okay. It happens. But I'm hoping that someone listening to it, that's going through it, understands they're not alone. Yeah. And there's a lot of people um, that has gone this through this before me. Right. And, you know, they're there to support you. I mean, I was down there bawling with... Um, What's that? Yeah. Um, Carshamble Tire, Bob Smith. His yeah. wife died. Yeah. And he's like, you know, when my wife died, he was like, dude, you know, my wife died a year and a half ago. Yeah. And there are days that I don't want to live. 
I, you know, and I understand because he had known her longer than I knew my wife. Right. You know, they grew up together. They fell in love. They had kids. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's gone. Yeah, and that that has to be one of the more difficult ones. Obviously, losing uh, your significant other, whether it be, you know, whether you're a man losing your wife or vice versa or either way. You know, other other situations like losing your partner that you've been with forever. You built a life with them. You do all the things with them, and you get to know them so well. And it's totally different than going through. I feel like something like a, a breakup or a divorce yeah. because because it's it's forced. It's not it's not it's it's the finality of it. It's it's just it's over. I don't mean to disrespect someone who's lost their loved ones, but you cannot lose your mom or dad and compare it to me. Or no. to that, and I'm not saying that. I, I'm not. I'm no, not I'm not saying you do. But a lot no. of people will go. I, I I lost my mom six months ago, so I understand. No, you right. don't. Right. Your mom, your dad, they're your parents. Yeah. When you marry someone, that's your world. Right. Yeah. Well, I can see that. You know, you. You know, your daughters. You're the first person, first man they fall in love with. Right. Unconditionally. And for a mom, her son is the first man she'll ever fall in love with unconditionally. Ah, boy. (laughs) We hurt. No, I I, I get your point. Yeah, we did hear that. I get your point. And look at Adam over there just scarfing up the old pretzel dicks over there like it's his job. But he's hungry. All right, let's talk about some fun shit. Yeah, absolutely. We need to talk about some fun shit. Well, we got Princess sitting over here making little comments, not near the mic. Not near. Well, I'm going to have something spicy here. I'm going to have a a bite of nacho with a lot of hot sauce on it. It won't affect me very much terribly, but. No. I eat a lot of hot sauce. Well, you see, this is the guy I was talking about that, you know. His significant other made sure he couldn't make meetings for a while. Yeah. No, to clarify, he did say ex. It was your ex. I would hope so. It's ex-wife thing. It better be, yeah. Well, I just wanted to look at your face when you go, (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about? That's my ex. I'll fucking stab you. No, Jesus Christ. That's the third time that's been offered here on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, ask him about the night he told me I didn't have enough balls to throw my knife at him. <laughs> I almost lost my balls. <laughs> <laughs> With the 12-inch K-bar that I'd been carrying since Iraq. So you need to increase your accuracy is what you're no. saying. No, he- I, I, I hit exactly where I wanted to hit, three inches from his nutsack, just to make everyone go, whoa. <laughs> Just enough to get everybody's attention. I never had to throw another knife at anyone else the rest of the night. Well, that's a plus. That was a shot. That was a warning shot across the bow right there. Yes, it was. Yeah, but I do give the man credit. He just picked it up, laid it down next to him, and he goes, "You couldn't have gotten closer." I'm like, "Give it back." <laughs> One more time. Run it back. Fuck it. I like it. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of alcohol involved in that too, so. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot. It was only like, what, three-fifths and two cases of beer? Yep. Not a lot. Sounds like a good night to me. Yeah. It's about as bad as it was on the walleye trip when we played the knife game. No, that was <coughs> that was four-fifths. Two-fifths two of Old Smokey and oh, two-fifths of Captain Morgan. Yeah. Did you catch any walleye? I don't remember. I know they took the knife away from us. Were, were you in public? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Where were you at? Freeland. We actually had a guy that wanted to challenge us. Really? Yes. And then he... he I, hand, I handed him my knife, and he goes, let me see your knife. It ain't that sharp. And then he felt it and goes, it's all you two. <laughs> I'm not going to do this shit, right? He's like, I'm out. Oh, boy. Yeah, they took the knife away from us after I stabbed myself. <laughs> I, I, I pinned my hand to the table. Twice. Oh, Jesus. Twice. And they're like, no, you guys are done. Well, <laughs> they didn't really take it from us. I put it away and dared him to take it from me. <laughs> uh, well, 
you'll have that on these bigger jobs. Yeah, you yeah, know. it's not the worst thing we've done on that trip. There's shit bleeding all over the place. Oh no, he didn't bleed very bad. Not very bad. Just I, you know, we rubbed some dirt in it. You know, it stopped the bleeding, which is adequate, right? Yeah, yeah we called it good. That's Mother good Earth coagulant. will always heal you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in so many ways, I guess so. Yeah, we've, we've you've used... seen Lone Survivor. Well, yeah. Yeah. we. We weren't lone survivor, but we were lone drunks. Yeah, nobody else was drinking that night. It was boring. No, they were. <coughs> yeah, they were. They were all sober. Yeah, they were they all were sober all because. Well, okay, so on this walleye trip. Right. We kind of have this like little routine, we'll call it. It's not really a set routine, but it just happens that way. Right. Uh, me and Cowboy were usually the first ones hammered within like the first hour or so of me getting there. Nice. So then if anybody else is drinking, once I show up, they stop. Because they're like, oh boy. No, they don't stop. They're, they're because they're like, oh, these two idiots are about to go at it, and here we go again. Another year of watching these two retards. And... No. Yeah. I, I, can re- I can remember you guys cheering all toasted me while I'm floating down the river. <laughs> <laughs> That's... My there's a story behind that. Tell the proper story. Well, yeah, yeah, I want to know the story. Here's the thing. They <laughs> I went I it? went to go out on my rowboat. <laughs> While launching the rowboat, I wasted kinda, wasted I slipped. Uh-huh. And my feet went up in the air and I came down and realigned my back. Wasted. These guys are laughing at me and going you can't do this. And I kind of threatened him with my knife. Right. To stab them all in the ass cheek. Back up. What'd you say as soon as I got there while you were launching that boat? What's the first thing you said? Don't make me stab you? Nope. If you guys hear a splash, it's the squid. Who's the one that splashed? <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Who's the one that splashed? I splashed. And you wonder why we were all laughing at you. (laughs) The bad thing was, is the oar mounts in my boat Uh broke. Oh, shit. So (laughs) I am floating down the Freeland River with a broken oar mount. These guys are laughing at me and they're waving as I'm begging for them to throw me a rope. Not one of them would even look, you know, they're they're all just doing the golfer's wave at me as I'm floating down river. Right? I bet you know, I one boat said I'm like, I'm begging this one boat to pull me back upstream. We'll be right there in a minute. Well, that boat disappeared. <laughs> he got he got a good mile down the river and we lost sight of him and we're like, oh, he'll be alright. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he'll make it back. It's Cowboy. He'll make it back. He always makes his way back. He had no way to navigate this thing. No, nope. he had absolutely no way at Eventually, all to do Eventually, these guys heard me I was begging to name my next born <laughs> child after them, even though I've already had a vasectomy. <laughs> Joke's on you, man. I just want to get back to shore. <laughs> they hour told- and a half, two hours later, here he come up the river. I got towed. out of the boat, and they all ran because I pulled my K-bar out, and I was going to stab every one of them in the ass. I love that you threatened to stab a person in the ass. Oh, no, there was no threat. I was going to. You were going to stab them in the ass. I was going to. <laughs> he threatened to stab us at Walmart in Bay City. Well, that you know, well, you guys deserve that one. <laughs> the problem was is there was a guy between us, and I looked at him, I'm like... Sir, you have nothing to worry about. I just want to stab them too. <laughs> right in the ass. Because no, he was no, like no, all was through the ass. Ass. He was all petrified against the, the pop he was against the pop rack right. going I'm like, dude, sir, you I, you have nothing to worry about. You are safe. Cashier's so then jaws he turns on the floor. around right. and he walks casually by me as I'm going after these two. Then we get to the cash register. Oh, boy. And then they provoked me again. <laughs> they provoked me again? <laughs> and I actually got one of them. I can't remember which. Was it you or Rob? It was Rob. Uh, yeah, I, I actually got one of them. 
Yeah, oh, that's right. You. He was robbed because I used him as a human shield. Yeah, you did. You used that's, him that's a as a human strategy. shield. <laughs> Junior me love times too. Um, but yeah, if you were to stab somebody in the ass now, the implication of this. Are you going to stab them in the ass cheek or right in the hole? Like, what are you gunning for here? I was, I was gunning for the hole, but if I got a cheek, I was still happy. <laughs> because I would, I would think the hole could cause that. That would cause long-term uh, massive damage. Whereas the cheek, you see, you know, soft tissue, you're going to recover from that. Probably. Well, that's why <laughs> he used my buddy as the human shield. Oh, okay. because he saw where it was coming. He threw him, so he only got stabbed in the ass cheek. Just in the ass cheek. Does he show off that scar to this day? Yes, he does. He's like, this is this is where Cowboy stabbed me in the ass. Yep. yep. And in Walmart, he w- in he, the checkout line. He's proud of that. <laughs> he's proud of getting stabbed in, right in the ass. Chief. Oh, we're both proud of it. By me. <laughs> By you. By me. The, is- the year I had my heart attack, okay? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The year I had my heart attack. I what had, a preface to a story. The I, year I had my heart attack. Coming I, off of stabbing someone in an ass cheek. That was the year I had my heart attack. <laughs> was it because of the implications of stabbing someone in a, uh, the ass cheek? No, no, it wasn't that. Was but it because you felt, didn't get the hole? But I felt so much better <laughs> right. after that. I went and saw my doctor the weekend or the next week after that, and they're like, "Dude, your stress level's gone down because your blood pressure's normal." I didn't have the heart to tell him I was stabbing people. <laughs> so what it required for your blood pressure to drop wasn't any meds; it was it was stabbing someone in the ass cheek. In, Honestly, though, in Walmart, what a great treatment! Yeah, that's no, it's effective. I mean, yeah. it's not crazy if it works, is what they always say, right? It yeah. does better than the meds he's on. Oh, no, these guys wanted me to stop taking my happy pills, as we call them. We try hiding them every year. Oh, boy. There's nothing like watching a guy after five combat tours not have his PTSD meds. I I would not know, and I do not want to know. Greatest fucking thing in the world. (laughs) Well, you end up, instead instead of Walmart, you're just stabbing people in the ass cheek that you don't know rather than people you do know. Well, there was this one, but he deserved it. He deserved to be stabbed in the ass. Oh yeah, I'm sitting here fishing. Actually, it was a full, it was three of them in a boat. Okay, I'm fishing and I'm catching fish, and they pull up within jumping distance in the boat. But did they see you were catching fish? Yes. Yeah, I just had somebody in the ass cheek for that fucking bullshit too. Well. When I landed in the boat, their boat, they were all trying to jump out of their own boat. I can't imagine why, but you're about to tell us. I, I might have had something in my hand. Right? That might have... Um, the old ass stabber 3000? Yes. I got two out of the three. You know, the best part is the people that are going to listen to tonight's episode are going to think you're fucking nuts. Tommy. (laughs) I said think. They don't know. Well, do you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've never stabbed another human in the ass, but I would probably aim for the cheeks and not the hole because the hole seems very vindictive, but... I am a very vindictive man. But I appreciate that. I appreciate the sentiment. Adam, what say you? I have also never stabbed someone in the ass. (laughs) And I do think we can verify that uh, Cowboy is insane. Uh, a little off. We'll just say a little off. <laughs> well, of all the people that I you want to stab in the ass, you two are safe. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you don't want to stab me in the ass. What about Jesse? You want to stab her in the ass? I'm sure he does. Not with a knife. Not with a knife. I know what you're talking about. Right. He's well, that's going a- to agree. You guys have a knife. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy, Junior! With that. Yes. Junior, me love. Love you, buddy. Where were oh, we at? I customers. lost my train of thought when Jess walked by. So I know you were thinking about stabbing her in the ass. Oh yeah, among places. And you were aiming for the hole on that one. I guarantee it. Oh yeah. Actually, I was aiming a little bit lower than that hole. <laughs> Oh, boy. Thank God your aim sucks. <laughs> Thank God your aim sucks. Well, I've only got two holes to hit, so I'm going to get one of them regardless. 
it's a 50-50 proposition. You fucking crazy, man. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. I am he medicated. Is. You should say me unmedicated. That's the scary shit right no, there. No, it's even better. That's <laughs> It's even better when he's unmedicated. No. You take no, drugs, Danny? Every go day. Good. We're not going to go to unmedicated? Yeah, no, no. You don't want to see unmedicated, bipolar, PTSD, Larry. See, you guys should come on our walleye trip with us and just do a whole podcast for the whole weekend on the walleye trip. It sounds like it. I, I'm gonna, you're going to have to sign a form that says you will not stab me in the ass, though, because I'm not going through that. <laughs> you, I will never stab you two in the asses. How's that? <laughs> and I'm a guy that never goes back on his word. Well, there we have it. All right, that's good enough for me. Let's go. Yeah, I. But if you make me mad enough, I might have to stab someone else as your proxy. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, if I drop my wallet near you, I'm kicking it home before I pick it up. <laughs> but you that don't was have to that worry. was the case. I will pick up your wallet and hand it to you. That was the case, honestly, before any of this conversation. So, <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> before you threatened to stab people in the ass, and then you actually had gone through with it. He just yeah. looked at you and he's like, if I ever drop my wallet around that guy, yeah, I'm going to kick it home. Yep. I will guarantee Thank you, you I will never stab you two in your ass because Bullshit. I'm a man of my word. Thank you. You know Bullshit. what? Bullshit. What the heck? No, I said, <laughs> oh, shit. It said, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That sounds that's like a, bullshit. No, that's really one of the nicest things anybody's ever promised me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> You need new friends. I do. <laughs> <laughs> From your butthole headquarters. I'll be right back. All right. So I, at least I got that going for me, which is nice. That cowboy's never going to stab me in the ass. I mean, someone else might get proxy stabbed in the ass. Like, sorry, Zach. Sorry, that's my pill, so I don't stab you in the ass. <laughs> slap? Now we're just slapping? He's going to slap your ass? Well, that's fine. See, that I wouldn't put past him either. Well, well yeah. I mean, I'll recover from a slap. I mean, physically a lot sooner than I would from a stab, but mentally probably not as much. That really yeah. that fuck with me for a little while. I'd probably have to get on some good drugs. <laughs> talk to my counselor a little bit more. He'll have that on these bigger jobs. What about you? If this gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> You're just manning the drops over there, something fierce right now. Well, yeah. You don't have much else to say or what? A little tired. I can tell. Oh, how about the Lions blowing it Thursday? Oh, my God. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Bills are pretty good. The Bills are a great team. And I was surprised the Lions held with them that well. Yeah, I'll give them credit for holding it, but I called it right from the beginning. It's like, nope. They're going to do the same thing. They've won three games in a row. Well, Rocks. yeah, they were due. You're due to lose. Yeah. And they're still not that good. No, you know, I mean, they, they've they've improved, but they're still not that good. But not just to lose, to lose in heartbreaking fashion. And then no, the no, 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 Lions fashion. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. And then the big win Michigan had yesterday. Oh, I know, wow. Oh, my God, they annihilated Ohio State. They embarrassed them. Yes. One of my good buddies is an Ohio State fan. He's from Ohio, actually. And uh, we got done hunting last night and got up to the house there, and he's like, I don't even want to talk about how that went. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, let's talk about it, right? <laughs> what parts don't you want to talk about? He was sitting in the deer blind finishing up watching the game on his phone, and he says, I end up shutting it off because it just got embarrassing. That sound, Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it, it did. They were they They did terrible after the half. Oh, they did, too. Well, I can't say that. Michigan just played out of their head. That knocking that ball out of uh, knocking that ball out by Sanders still. Oh, that was so beautiful. Right, right. Great defensive play. They played a great game. Michigan played a great game and just made just made Ohio State look fucking stupid. Oh, they did. Michigan's on a mission this year. I believe so. So, are you guys coming up on the Wally trip? <laughs> yes, since you won't stab either Adam and I or in the ass, yeah. Let's do it. When I, do, when I, do we do I'll the Wally gar- trip? I will guarantee you. Last weekend in April. I will guarantee you the most fun you've had 
in one weekend. Okay, well, let's do it. I'm in. I'm fully in. I would like the no ass stabbing and writing before, because uh, <laughs> I don't know where you guys go. Is it, do you hit international waters at all? Nope. Okay. We go to Freeland, Michigan. We fish Tipawasi River. While well, we try to fish it. Occasionally, we actually get water or lines in the water. Our beer camp has a fishing problem. Yes. Oh, I, I'm, 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 here's, well, I'm well aware. I'm, a, I'm an ice fisherman, so I get it. Here's yep, one yep, weekend yep. you've got to, or one year you've got to hear about. All right. You've got what? One or two broken ribs? I had three broken ribs. Three? That day. We broke, he broke three broken ribs. We're out there, we're fishing our asses off. We got a north wind, which usually shuts down fishing. Yep. Him and I decide, I hook up a marine battery and a trolling motor. We go, what, a mile? About three quarters of a mile. Yeah, at least three quarters upstream. of a mile upstream, and we're <coughs> drifting back. Well, on our way back. I had on that trip ever. Well, the last 200 yards, we're like, what the hell's going on at our campsite? You know, we're like, these, these guys don't get drunk. At least not without us. Right, right. We're normally the catalyst here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. It was the only sober year I've had on that trip. Me too. Should we talk about Taco Bell and the horns? <laughs> yes. We love Taco Bell stories. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. Well, oh my God. he has run out of people to drive him uptown, especially when he's drinking. Because everybody's drunk, right? No, no, because of how I am. Oh, because of how you are towards them. <laughs> well, the one, no, it's okay, not so, towards us. Hold on, hold it's on. the stuff he does while we drive him up the there. The one year there was legitimately a guy that came from uptown <coughs> the down year, to our camp. Because he was going to whoop my ass. And that's the year I drove you up there. No, that was the year that... Uh, no, I drove Spigaley you. drove me. No, that was, was the year truck. I drove you. Frank and his red truck. I drove you because when he came down there and wanted to whip your ass... Either way. You, he, were, uh, you weren't even there. That you pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. You, you're, already <laughs> headed, you're already headed to Taco Bell. No, no, no. no. We were headed to the beer store, and we are coming back, and I seen this chick walking down the sidewalk in a bikini. Oh, God, she was hot. Oh, yeah, she was. Oh. So Fish I, him. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I yelled something out the window, and dude said he was going to whoop my ass, so I told him right where I was at. And he came down? By this time. Well, okay, so a little bit of rewind on that. Um... We had our limit of walleye by like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning that morning. I mean, the fishing was super hot. So we were drinking by like 8-ish. Oh, I would be too. Fuck yeah. And this was, by like, that time? this was about noon, 1 o'clock. Eight-ish? So I already had I a hell of a buzz going. I never stopped. And ran out of beer, so went uptown to get more beer. And I seen her, and alcohol was talking. And I yelled a few things out the window at her. And he said he was going to whoop my ass. So I told him right where we were at. Exactly where we're at. You can't miss us. Dude come down there when he seen how many people were actually in our camp, turned around and left. I would too. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, there was there was like 25, 30 of us in the yeah. camp. My favorite thing was is he goes, he comes down, he goes, I was told to look for you. I'm like, okay, who in the fuck are you? He goes, I'm gonna whip your body's ass. And I'm like, which one? <laughs> take your pick. I'm like, take your pick. He look. goes, well, I don't see him. I'm like, well, I'll act as his proxy. <laughs> he goes, well, what do you mean you're going to act as his proxy? You can whip my but ass. I'm like, to. if you want, you can try whipping my ass. Right. He goes, I don't want to beat you. I want to beat him. I'm like, well, at this point, I don't care. I want to beat you. <laughs> he goes, because I want to beat your buddy? No, because you're an asshole, and I just want to beat your ass. Right. He gets in his car with his three friends. Yep. And I'm like, I'm waving at him. All three of them. I'm figuring it's a fair fight. <laughs> and I told him, I'm like, you might want to get your buddy, so it's a fair fight. You three against me, you know. I'm. Well, let's do this. I'm like, I'm, I didn't lie to him. I'm like, I'm military. I've got five combat tours under my belt. And I can't really hurt you guys unless it's at least three on one <laughs> and he goes what do you mean hurt 
I went, well, I can't fight to my potential unless it's a three-on-one fight. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I intimidated him that much. He's like, oh, yeah, me and my buddies will whip your ass. They get in the car, and next thing I know, they're gone. Of course, they left. They're gone. And I, I, I'm pretty sure because he started walking up that they got scared. Sure, I like the sounds of it. <laughs> <coughs> so it sounds like well, hey, the, the whole, get but the whole Taco Bell thing is is it was like one thirty in the morning, and me and one of the other guys in our camp got hungry, and right. Taco Bell was the only thing open. And nobody else in the camp would drive us because we were just annihilated. So we decided to drive ourselves to Taco Bell. Mind you, Taco Bell is like not even a half a mile from the camp. (laughs) And uh, it's just across the river and turn right at the light. Right there's Taco Bell. A little bit further down. We're sitting there in, in line at Taco Bell and there's this car in front of us and a bunch of little wannabe hood rat girls. Um, didn't want to move. They're like sitting there blasting the radio, sitting in line. So me being me, as I was driving and our buddy Rob was a passenger, we had on a country station on the radio, we cranked it up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here you go. Listen to this. Every vehicle behind us tuned into the same station we were on and cranked our fucking radios. There you go. <laughs> and then we're all laying on the horn trying to get these girls to move and we're all laughing. Well, I'm a half mile. Fun. I'm they a, can hear it at the camp. Really? Okay. I'm a half mile away, and all I hear is honk, 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 There's in the distance. 12 and I cars go, honking. I go, that's Tommy and Rob. And they're like, <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee that's those sons of bitches. Oh, yeah. So the next thing we know, we see flashing lights coming around us, and we're like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Here's the fucking cops, Freeland police. This girl goes to pull forward, and they pulled her out of the Taco Bell line. Really? Oh, my God. Every car, we'd go and order. And after we got an order, we'd crank the country station back up. That's all you seen coming out of Taco Bell was a line of vehicles <laughs> with the same country song going. Yeah, we got back to the camp, and they all looked at us and like, what the fuck was that all about? And we're like, well, <laughs> we were just trying to prove Funny a point. you guys yeah. ask. Boy, do we got a story for you. I actually, I think... They recorded it. Oh, I recorded it. Yeah. Oh, I recorded it. I think I was actually... Was I live on Facebook? No, you couldn't yeah, do Yeah, you back. were. Did you I were go live on, on Facebook? Yeah, you Jesus went live. Christ. Oh, yeah. It was the greatest thing in the world. Like Because I was watching it. Life in Freeland. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have so much fun on that trip. We I, guar- to, I we guarantee you, you come up to your podcast one year. All right. And you will be a regular. You, you guys... <laughs> Our walleye trip is the last weekend in April. Yep. Okay. We do the walleye trip. It it ends on Sunday. By for Wednesday, some. For some. But <laughs> by Wednesday, we are already planning next year's walleye trip. You're ready, yep. right? Right. Yeah, and we're like, okay, we we screwed up on this. We're gonna do this, this, and this, and you guys are gonna be like, dude, I can't wait to interview these drunk bastards. Hell yeah. Oh, the one one year I saved that girl from falling in the river. <laughs> Remember that one? Was that when, when the... she come down there and her line got snagged on the bank and I was holding oh man. We were sitting down there fishing oh, one God. year. And this girl was hitting on the DNR officer so bad. Just working on the DNR oh, officer. Oh yeah, huh? she was. And she's like, Well, what does it take to get you to arrest someone in a boat? And I'm like this year I said I've been they've come up to me and me and my buddy are fishing I got a beer in one hand my fishing rod in the other hand DNR comes over how you guys doing can I see your licenses I went hold my beer and he he reached for my beer and goes oh fuck no give me your rod so he's sitting there reeling in my rod and he's casting oh shit well I'm showing my license to his partner he casts and hands me my ride. I'm like, boom, I got a walleye. I'm like, dude, thanks. I got a walleye. He goes, fuck, I was trying to get one for myself. <laughs> We've got quite the in with the local law enforcement up there. Yeah. Just because they know this camp, the group of us goes up every single year. We camp in the same spot in this park yeah. every single year. They never have an issue with us. They come down, we feed them. Yeah. 
You know, we, we've got a couple of them guys that when we do our big cookouts up there, yeah, they come down, we feed them, and they love it. Yeah, and they're so, like, you guys never give us an issue up here. Yeah. yeah, you guys get loud sometimes, but it's in what it is is there's an actual festival that goes on this whole weekend too. When yeah, we're I was up there. just going to ask that, like, what's it look it's, like? It's the walleye. It's the Freeland Walleye Festival. Well, okay, they have a fair that shows up, plus yep. the entire village or town of oh, Freeland. Yeah. Does it's a big garage sale. Garage sales, right? But what he fails to tell you about co- about feeding these guys, yeah, is who's cooking that meal. Cody. That, Cody? Who's Cody? Yeah. <laughs> Dream on. Cody is... Cody's the man in the grill. Cody is the one supplying the wood. Cody oh, is Cody's my... Got, oh, Cody's got all the wood, huh? Cody's my oldest son. Okay. Yep, he's got all the wood. He'll go get it all, bring it over there so Dad can cook it. See, normally on a Friday, I'll make my spaghetti sauce. Right. And then Saturday, I make chili. Right. <laughs> one year... That um, I couldn't afford it to, you know, do both because I had an ex, you know, I could feed my group. He had his right. sex change that year. Oh. But that year with the sex change, <laughs> with the sex change, right? You know, I yeah. had a lot of other people that wanted to eat my spaghetti. Right. So, and I'm like, sorry guys, I can't do this. So I had like 30 other people go up to the store and buy me all the ingredients for me to make the spaghetti sauce that I've normally done for years. Right. And they're like, you know what? For as many years as you've done this, we owe you at least one year. Right. And I made, you know, I had, and I fed everyone to include all the cops, all the DNR. Close everyone down at the site. Yeah. And then the next night, I did it again with chili. Hell yeah. The DNR's like, dude, I heard about your chili. Yep. I'll be down there. I get off at 10, so I'll be there at 11. I'm like, well, hopefully there's some left. Yeah. He goes, yeah, right. You can't be feeding that many people. At 11 o'clock, I already had pulled him a bowl out, so he didn't get left out. Yeah, there you go. I made a 22-quart pan or uh, pot of chili. Yeah. And I had to pull my bowl out just so he had some. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's uh, that's what we do. Uh, we kind of community that when we go. I go on a fishing trip with the boys. Not nearly that many, but like five of us go in the winter. Rice fishing. I you go ice thing. fishing? Yeah, I make a big old pot of chili. Yeah. So when we go out to the bay, you you want to come with us? Absolutely. Do a podcast fucking, on the ice with our drunk asses, right? Like ice fishing is one of my favorite. This guy will attest to it. Like I yeah. fucking live for that shit. Oh yeah. I've got twenty two rods and reels. Perfect. And I went ice fishing twice last year. See, how I much? I, I never make it out enough. How much equipment did you lose in one year on our ice fishing trip? To, dude, that's the year I caught the. I caught a I caught a twenty eight inch fike there on a teardrop there was an, with no steel leader. There's an iPod. You lost an iPod? I don't have an iPod. That was Not my cell, cell phone. That was my cell phone. There was I a couple rods. I bend over to check my rod, and my cell phone <laughs> falls out. And I'm thinking it's just the other case I've got. Right. And then when it flipped, I saw. The front of my cell phone. And you're like, fuck. And that I, was on yeah. the Saginaw River, not oh, on the Oh, shit, bay. so that's moving pretty fast then. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so then past the ice, it was gone. Oh, yeah. So then one of our buddies sitting in the shanty next to him comes over and pulls out his cell phone and goes, yeah, Mr. Fish, how you doing? Is this Larry's phone? <laughs> <laughs> All oh, the, we the, gave him the, so much shit for that one. Oh, I caught so much shit. That, yeah, but that same trip, we were on a pond. Yeah, over in no, uh, that wasn't the pond. No, that was and I dropped my phone in the pond. Oh yeah, things that go down in ice will always make the same sound too. Palunk, as oh, they go we down, were, and you're like, oh, we were fuck. fishing on this pond yeah. that our buddy got us on. Yeah, um, where is that? Kukalan, I think it is. No, Fish that towns? was that was just down the road from him. Kukalan yeah, was the other okay, way. Okay, so it's in Pinconning. Linwood area yep. there and uh Camp Fishtails. We're, that we was the name of it. Pond Camp Fishtails. We're just killing the fish and they got some big perch in that pond and stuff. And I had my work phone in one pocket and my personal phone in the other pocket. 
and I reached over. I bent over the hole to grab some minnows out of the bucket, and I heard a thunk. Uh-huh. I looked down, and here's my phone spinning right into the hole. Oh. And it just goes right to the bottom of the spot. And we're in 12 foot of water. Right, right. But I got lucky because we were right on the ledge where it dropped off. So we were at the top of this 12 foot, this ledge where it's 12 foot deep. And then you, it drops off to like 20 feet or something on the yeah. ledge. And uh, oh, I was pissed. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, I'm glad it was my personal phone and not my work phone. Right. But at the same time, so then his daughter in law, who happens to be one of my best friends, we've known each other since third grade. His daughter-in-law is sitting in the shanty with me, and we're sitting there fishing, and I'm just all bummed out about losing my phone. Is that and when she, she looks down it? in the No, 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 no. She looks down in the hole, and she's like, hey, your dad's calling you. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? That's real fucking funny. Really funny. She's like, no, I'm serious. Look. Yeah. I look down in the hole, and sure enough, my dad's calling me. I was like, my fucking phone's right there. It's, it's right there. We can get this thing. Right. So we go. I go over to my our buddy Alex. I'm like, dude, we need to go to your house. We need to get your net out of your boat and every pole for an ex- any kind of extension that you have. I don't care what kind of pole it is. Yeah. We're taping shit together. Yeah. And we're going to grab your auger because you had a gas-powered auger. Right, right. So we go back to his house, going a couple miles down the road, grab all this shit. I go to the ice, and I just start augering. Just hole like a after whole hole. line of holes, one after another, all you know, right next to each other so I can get down there. So I take the net, I stuff it down in there, and I'm coming up along the bottom, just kind of bouncing off the bottom, bring the net up, seaweed. Fuck, I know I can get this. Do it again, seaweed. I said, damn it. <laughs> I do it one more time, pull up the third time, there's my phone. I'm like, oh my God. And it still like, worked? It still worked. I put it in a bag of rice. Oh, shit. And it sat in a bag of rice for like two days. And I was married yeah. at this time. And when I got home, uh brought in this bag of rice and my now ex-wife she looks at me and she's like what's in the bag of rice is that your work phone i'm gonna kill you if it's your work phone <laughs> i was like no it's not my work phone it's my personal phone she's like oh so it's even more expensive and i'm like that's what i have insurance for right mind you this was like the third time that phone had actually been engulfed in water <laughs> and the other two times uh, i did the same thing the whole rice trick yeah. And it was perfectly fine. But that's when they come out with those Rugby 2 smart rugged phones that were supposed to be waterproof, shotproof, and everything. And the two times I did drop in the water, it still had the plug in the bottom, the rubber little gasket for the phone charger port. Yeah. Yep. So it never hurt it. But this third time when it went through the ice. Ah, boy. That little... That little plug. That little plug there had finally broken off and it was exposed. That little and, plug that's supposed to stab you right in the asshole was exposed. Yes. And, yeah. Yep. And so they, it was like shit, man. So, but all that ended up happening was that the battery was bad. So I was able to order a new battery for the phone, and the phone still worked for another year and a half. So that had to be that wasn't an iPhone then, because no, <laughs> hell no, it wasn't uh-uh. an iPhone. So it almost reminds even though, me, uh, even though you had it in rice, the Asians didn't come and fix it at night. <laughs> no, the Asian fairies, but like, yeah. oh, phone soaking in no, rice. No, you know, I I tried and tried and tried to get those hot little Asian fairies. Like, <laughs> I soaked everything in rice that rice, got wet. I even d- put my dick in rice. Once. I, yeah. I'm, I tried. Yeah, and I it pre- just I presented it as the world's worst sushi roll, and it still didn't ever work out. Absolutely, nope, never worked. One of my, <laughs> I never Great. found out the secret. That's right. What is the secret? Right. One of my most rememberable ice fishing trips was that. I went out ice fishing with my buddy. He came, he came and waked me up. He woke me up. Yeah, he came and 30. woke you up. All right. It junior was, huh? It's not a junior. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to disrupt your vibe. He woke, he woke me up at Obut thirty and says, "You're going ice fishing with me today." And I'm like, "I am." He goes, "Yeah, grab your shit and let's go." So I'm like, "Okay, it's Obut thirty. It's like." 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. By 7 o'clock, he's handing me beer and going, you need to catch up. You need to catch up. That's always great when somebody hands you a beer that early in the morning. They're like, you need to catch up. Yeah. So we go fishing, and his, his old lady says, looks at me and says, don't let him drown out there. Oh, shit. That's some foreshadowing right there. Well, we get out there, and we're walking out on the ice. Next thing you know, he falls 
his foot falls through the ice. Right. I run over, you know, thinking I'm going to save my buddy. I jump him. I'm pulling back on him. He goes, dude, my foot's on the ground. Right. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And I'm like, well, your wife would be proud of me because I tried to save your I, I fat ass. I wasn't going to let your stupid ass drown. Not today. Not on my watch, right? We go out fishing. No big deal. Thank we you. come back in. And then when we were walking out, his right foot went through the, you know, went through, you know, no big deal. We're out there fishing. He's drying out his feet. We come back in and my left foot goes through the ice. So we're both walking in left foot, right foot, half froze. We're sitting there in Seabling and we're... Yeah, we're getting lunch. We're just kind of like, you know, nonchalantly getting lunch and shit. And I am 25, 26 at the time. And I'm bent over ordering, or not ordering, I'm picking out songs from the old jukebox. Say, you remember you when over? you would, yeah, 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 yeah. remember you hit the button, click, next song, yeah, click. Yeah, CDs back before this digital yeah. shit. Because yeah. the Army's all about bending over. Right. I'm not Navy. Anywho. But, you know, I wasn't a squid bending over, so I didn't <laughs> have to worry about a boyfriend. And I'm sitting out there, and that's before we noticed what was going on. I'm bent over, and next thing I know, this lady's walking around, and I see her hand just kind of gliding across everything. I didn't think nothing of it until her her hand went across my ass, stopped, and her she changed the direction of her hand and said hello, and then proceeded to walk by. And that was the first time I'd ever been groped like that by a blind woman. Yes, <laughs> she read the braille on your ass, didn't oh, she? Oh yes, she did. <laughs> I, I sussed that one out. Yeah. Like, that was a blind woman, wasn't it? <laughs> she read the braille, you know, and she went, and when and she I turned said, it around and looked. If she would have said, oh, hello, cowboy. Well, she read the braille and sat there, and I turned around, and she just smiled at me and kept walking along down the line. And, I, and this other guy looked at me, looked at her, and went, and he sat down. Mm. <laughs> right? Exactly. So my buddy decided, I told him about it. He gets up, walks out there, bends over, and no one gets up. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> oh, man. Getting groped by a blind woman. There you go. <laughs> and, the, you know, the funniest thing was is about 20 minutes later, we're getting ready to leave for... To go back out there on the ice. Right. And I look across the street, and the snowstorm comes in, and I can't even see the car across the street. And this was a bar, right? Yeah. I would have just stayed right there. We did for a couple hours. I was going to say, fuck that vision at that point. Like, this is, we went out two seasons ago, and you couldn't even see. Like, it was so windy. It was whiteout conditions. Even, like, DNR pulled up, and they're like, you guys going out there? They're like, well, be careful. And it's so oh, we've done yeah. that. Yeah. I've done that on a night that a storm came through. Me and my uh, younger, er, my buddy's kid. I'm like his adopted dad. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there, and the rain comes down sideways at us. Yeah. We just launched a boat, it's coming sideways. And we're out there, we're waiting, it clears up, we turn on the bilge pump, on the boat, we're going, and we're on our way out, the DNR is coming in, they're like, you guys are going out? And I'm like, hey, there's only two people that go out in a day like today, I'm like, true fishermen and fools, you guys decide. Right, that's accurate, (laughs) true fishermen and fools. Oh boy. There's only a fine line between them. It's kind of like yeah. the, that line between a coward and a hero. What's the difference? One acts, one re- reacts. Mm. 
Taco Bell dong. Yeah. Like I really no, want to see up. a buck being taken. Which we're probably at about time to get I was out. I'm say this. that Taco Bell dong probably means it's about time to end this episode. It we're is. over an hour. We are. We're at about an hour two. Hour four, five actually. No, I'm a little off. Just rolled five. My internal clock was a little off. I'm sorry. It's okay. We'll I've been you. eating nachos. Well, yeah. But I'm having fun tonight. Amen to that. All right. Any, fi- any final thoughts? What was your name again? Princess. Tom. Princess? All right. Thanks, Princess. I'll put you down as that. Well, that see, works. he joined my veterans group <coughs> that you remember when we had our meeting. Of course. Well, he is his house name is Princess. Like, my house name is Cowboy. Okay. We got Crash. We got Spectre that was in our meeting that we had. How'd you end up with Princess? My daughter gave I was him waiting that name. for that question. That's I've had that nickname from his uh my well, daughter. His oldest daughter. Okay. For good what, fifteen years now? Oh at least. Or so. So you don't mind it then? No, they gave me that nickname way back. All right. Yeah, good fifteen years ago. He sixteen goes, years ago. My daughter looked at him one day and goes, Aren't you just a princess? And he goes, I will own that shit from here on. She walked and out. It's it's stuck it for almost here. twenty years. He put she put a tear on his head and he goes, I'm gonna rock this shit. <laughs> and it's kinda like me wearing my cowboy hat. There you go. Yeah, it stuck for almost twenty years. His kids gave me the nickname when they were young and just starting to be a teenager, so what the hell with it. So I certainly appreciate that. Well Yeah. Let's wrap this one up then. Why don't we get out of here? Thank you, cowboy. Thank you, princess. <laughs> Just sounds weird to say. Thanks for joining us. We've had a lot of fun here tonight. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. On behalf of us all here at the PNA Podcast Express, thanks for listening and uh, make good choices.